In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There is an old short story from Russia about a kind farmer who starts feeling a pain in his chest. And like a lot of males, he resists going to the doctor for as long as possible. But finally, the pain gets so bad that he gives in and goes to the village doctor. And they're friends from way back. The village doctor smiles and greets him warmly because everybody likes this nice old farmer. After listening to the farmer's complaint of a pain in his chest, the doctor listens closely to his heartbeat and can tell right away that there is something very wrong. The farmer can see the alarmed look on the doctor's face. He says, doctor, what's wrong? Right away, the doctor forces himself to straighten up and smile because he likes this old farmer so much he cannot bring him cannot bring himself to tell the truth. So instead, he lies and says, it's nothing serious, it's just, you know, we don't have the medicine that we need here in this little village. I'm gonna write the name of it on a piece of paper. You catch a train to the big city and the doctor there, he'll get you the medicine that you need. The doctor grabs a pen and a piece of paper and he writes on it in Latin so that the farmer will not be able to read it. Heart disease, final stage, prognosis fatal, give palliative care. The farmer, of course, is greatly relieved to learn that nothing serious is wrong. He takes the piece of paper, folds it up, puts it in his pocket, and goes whistling and skipping down the stairs of the doctor's office toward the train station. It's not the happiest story in the world, but that's Russian stories for you. <laughs> now, the world that we live in is a lot like that old farmer skipping and whistling down the stairs of his doctor's office. The world we live in thinks that everything is all right, everything is going to be okay. Meanwhile, it has a very serious problem. It is carrying a death sentence in its front pocket. It just doesn't know it. The world has the disease of sin, which does end with death, not just physical death, but spiritual death forever in hell. And what the world needs more than anything else is someone who's a doctor, but not its friend. <laughs> they need a doctor that is not a coward, a doctor that has the courage to tell it the truth, that everything is not okay. And it has a problem that needs curing. And in today's gospel, which leans forward hard to the festival of Pentecost, in fact, in many lectionaries, this is the gospel for the festival of Pentecost in a couple of weeks, Jesus speaks about the work of the Father and Jesus himself sending the Holy Spirit into this world. And the Holy Spirit is like the doctor that this world needs, commissioned by the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit comes to tell the world the truth. Jesus says the Spirit comes and he will convict the world about sin. God sends the Holy Spirit into the world to tell the world the hard truth about its sin. And the Holy Spirit uses the law of God, the commandments, to do this. Uh, to anyone in our world who thinks that their relationship with God is just fine the way it is, to anyone who thinks that no God would ever hold them accountable for anything they've ever done wrong in this world, certainly God would never send them to hell. To anyone who's just going skipping and whistling along through life, thinking that everything will be okay, the Holy Spirit comes with the commandments, with the law of God, to tell them the hard truth. And when the Spirit does it, 
He doesn't speak some strange language that no one's going to be able to understand. The Holy Spirit tells the hard truth with blunt force. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. The soul that sins will die. Now, many in this world, even after they hear that hard truth from the Holy Spirit, they still go skipping along thinking that it's hoax or jokes. They still go along thinking everything will be okay. But to anyone who thinks that the convicting word of sin from the Holy Spirit is funny or it's phony, they remain under that sentence of death. Because unbelief is the sin that causes all other sin to stick to a person. Now you and I, we are also part of this world. We are just as sinful as anybody else in this world. And you and I, we also need the Holy Spirit to convict us of our sin. Because even we Christians have this sinfully delusional part of ourself that wants to think we can just skip along through life and everything will be fine between us and between God. And not only that, but we live in this world that hits us very hard with the message that as long as you do your best in life, as long as you try your hardest, then if there does turn out to be a God, he will accept you and he will reward you in the end. And the sin in us wants to bite into this idea that everything should be just fine between us and God and go skipping along with the rest of the world. So as unpleasant as it is, we need to let the Holy Spirit do his work with God's commandment to hold up our sinfulness to our face so that we understand, too, that we deserve death, that we have earned and we own God's punishment. Because only then will the Holy Spirit give us the cure for the disease of our sin. And that is his final goal in all of this. We Christians also need to remember that we are the mouthpiece of the Holy Spirit. He speaks his message, his conviction of sin through his people. So as Christians, we must not be afraid to convict ourselves and others of our sinfulness. And we may not want to do that because it's going to create some awkward situations. We may not look forward to calling sin a sin or being labeled as judgmental. But we have to understand that the message of sin is not our judgment, really. It is God's. Sometimes, even members of Christian congregations do not want their leaders, their preachers and teachers, convicting them and convicting other people of sin. They're afraid that if we're so hard on people and we're talking about sin all the time, well, then the pews are going to empty out or they're going to stay empty, whichever the case may be. But that's sacrificing the law of God for the sake of prosperity and popularity. It's giving up on the first half of the mission that Jesus gives to his church, which is to convict itself and to convict others of sin. And, by the way, it doesn't work. <laughs> Churches that have given up convicting people of sin are for the most part just as empty or even emptier than those that still faithfully do it. And we must not be afraid to do it. Because the reason the Holy Spirit convicts people of their sin is not to just leave them there, to languish and perish in that sin. The Holy Spirit convicts people of their sin so that they will want the cure for that sin. See, if I don't know there's anything wrong with me, I'm just going to say, well, what do I need that for? I'm fine. But once you've been convicted of your sin, 
Then you long for the cure. And you cry out for it. And the second part of the Holy Spirit's work is to point you to the forgiveness of your sins and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus continues, The Spirit will come with the message about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the cure for our sin. When Jesus died on the cross, he absorbed all of the punishment, all of the wrath that his heavenly Father had toward us because of our sin. And the three decades plus life that Jesus lived before he made, on that, made the sacrifice on the cross was total righteousness, absolute perfection. And the Bible says that righteousness becomes ours through faith. So in Jesus Christ, we find the punishment of our sin removed and the righteousness that we need placed over us. As Jesus speaks these words, he knows that he is about to return to the Heavenly Father after he completes that saving work. So his disciples and all of his followers after that will not be able to see Jesus or hear this message anymore from his own lips. That means we need the Holy Spirit that Jesus is about to send from heaven. We need the Holy Spirit to proclaim this message of forgiveness and righteousness in Christ. And the Holy Spirit has a very specific way of doing this. He comes through the good news of Jesus' death on the cross and his holy life. The gospel of forgiveness that we find in the word of God, that we find in the sacraments. Whenever you hear the message of forgiveness for your sins and righteousness in Christ from the word of God, you find it in the waters of your baptism, you receive it when you commune, and receive the body and blood of your Lord, the Holy Spirit is working to give faith, to create faith in the righteousness of Christ. And as far as we know, the good news in the word and sacraments, that is the only way that the Holy Spirit points people to Jesus Christ. That is the only place to find the forgiveness and the righteousness that you need. Now, Lutherans are sometimes accused of under-emphasizing the importance of the Holy Spirit and his work. Like, you talk a whole lot more about God the Father and his main work of creating and sustaining human beings and his whole creation. You talk a whole lot more about the work of Jesus, his righteous life, his death on the cross. That's true, and I guess I wouldn't exactly consider it an accusation because it doesn't make the Holy Spirit any less God, and it doesn't make his work any less important because without the Holy Spirit and his work, we wouldn't know anything about God the Father, that he is our Father, that he's not angry with us anymore. We wouldn't know anything about the righteousness of Jesus Christ that is ours by faith. To steal an illustration from Martin Luther, or maybe just borrow it because he's been dead a long time, so I feel like it's kind of public domain by now. But he said if it weren't for the Holy Spirit, the work of Christ would be like a treasure buried in the ground. It would still be there, it would still be real, but we'd have no way of knowing it and no way of enjoying it. And one of the things that is truly enjoyable about knowing that the righteousness of Christ is yours through faith is that you know your enemies are conquered, they are defeated and judged, and that you belong to God forever. This is the third aspect of the Spirit's work that Jesus tells us. He doesn't just convict of sin and show righteousness. He also then comforts Jesus calls him the comforter. 
This is the comfort of his message about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. The work of the Spirit is also to show us that our enemy, Satan, has been defeated. He can never touch us. Hell can never touch us. We belong to God forever, and no one and nothing can snatch us out of his hands. So the Holy Spirit comes to convict of sin, to proclaim the righteousness of Christ in the gospel, and then to teach us who we belong to and who we belong to forever. So listen to the Spirit. Let him do his work as he convicts you and the whole world of sin. Watch as he points you to the righteousness of Christ, righteousness that is yours by faith. Live in the peace and joy of knowing that you belong to God forever and your enemy is defeated. Amen.